The concern and among some of my clients would be that in order to make this make sense, develop a property, rent it for some amount of time, sell it, the rents will have to be higher. And so the exact opposite of the purpose of this you know, measure was to sort of help with you know, people getting into housing. Welcome to The Financial Commute, a weekly podcast that gives you the rundown on what's going on in the current market, how it affects you, and what you can do about it all designed to fit into your commute. I'm your host, Chris Galeski, and each week I share the table with a knowledgeable guest, including Morton Wealth Advisors, fund managers, and investment analysts to break down complex financial topics. Our goal is to provide you with the tools necessary to help you navigate this challenging environment, leading to a path of more confident investing. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us for another episode of The Financial Commute. I'm your host, Chris Galeski, joined by wealth planner and estate attorney, Brian Stamming. Brian, thank you for joining us. You're welcome. I came back. I know. I'm actually really glad that you came back because over the last month or so, I've had a couple client situations that um, deal with this new mansion tax, Mm -hmm. and there's some concerns about that, and I thought that we should educate our listeners on first, like, what is the purpose? Like, what is this mansion tax or measure ULA that, that people are talking about? Yeah, we can talk about that. <laughs> uh, I feel like every time I come on, it's when it's something that maybe negatively impacts our clients. One of these times we're going to have like a positive law that clients are going to be pumped about. Do I get to come on and talk about that? I would love that. I hopefully <laughs> that there are laws that, 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 are, that are beneficial okay. for our clients. They usually but, are, right? They usually are not in favor. <laughs> um, um, so... So yeah, effectively, the the mansion tax um, is kind of a misrepresentation of what it really is. It may capture the sale of mansions, but really it's just a tax on the sale. So not a gift and other transfers we'll talk about, but the sale of any real estate. And for ULA, it's in the city of Los Angeles. um, That's in excess of 5 million. And so there's a couple different tax rates we can talk about. Um, but this includes residences, but it also includes commercial properties and any other property that's sold. Yeah, and that's the interesting part. So you've got industrial, you've got retail, you've got multifamily, commercial, right. and you've got homes. And there are definitely pockets uh, and large portions of L.A. where there are homes that are worth north of $5 million. Sure. And, and I, I would, I, before we go into what would probably be a bunch of potential negatives, Obviously, the intent here is positive, right? Mm -hmm. The goal of this additional tax is to raise money for housing support, right? For people who have low income or other issues. Um, So it goes into a fund that helps support the development of affordable housing, you know, rent assistance, things like that. So, you know, I want to say this is all bad. Um, Obviously, there are always maybe unintended consequences when you do things like this. Um, But that was the purpose behind this, right? Take, you know, the top percentage of of sale transfers on real estate to help kind of the lower end um, to get everyone so hopefully, um, you know, living somewhere. So then thank you for kind of headlining that because there is a reason for for it. It's not just a tax that somebody woke up and we do have housing supply shortages and, you know, the the cost of living in 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 cities um, and states like cities like L.A. and states like California is is high. So there's a there's a reason behind it. Tell us a little bit about, you know, how this tax works. So it's for properties starting at $5 million, right? Yes. So, um, and that is the gross sales price. So we're not talking about net profit. So typically taxes, various kinds, are applied to the net profit, the money that you make. Yeah. This is a gross tax. So in other words, 
the the moment your real estate sale goes over five million, or ten million is the next level. It's just a little bit added tax. The entire sales price is taxed at what would be now closer to five or six percent, rather than closer to one percent, which is what it used to be. Got it. So, you know, just round numbers: a five million dollar property, a tax of five percent is two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Right. And a $10 million property, a tax of 5% is $500,000. Right. That can definitely um, affect a person's interest in buying in terms of what that, that cost would be. They might know that, that, that eventually they're going to have to sell this property, so they might offer a lower price. Or the seller might know that they have to pay this tax. They might want to list it at a higher price. Yeah. I mean, it's sort of yet to be seen. Um, the law went into effect um, just a few days ago. Um, and so it's sort of yet to be seen how this impacts um, the the market. I know a lot of people were trying to get sales in, um, but there's some weird results on this um, because it, it wouldn't make sense, for example, to sell something for 5.2 million. You'll actually net less than if you were to sell, sell it for 4.99. Similarly at 10 million, right? Yeah. Up to 10.5 wouldn't make sense. So there's going to be a weird pricing now that goes on with these properties to take into account this tax that yeah. sort of comes off the top. Um, and then, of course, the deterrent effect, which you might mention as far as people coming in and wanting to develop properties. Yeah, you know, that, that whole value add real estate where, you know, somebody comes and they buy a piece of property and they add value to it, which is a very attractive way to invest in real estate. Mm-hmm. Um, it could it could detract some of this. So th- is this just in Los Angeles or is it other parts? Uh, so there are other places in California that have had similar rules or or have enacted similar rules sort of concurrently. Um, so if someone were to look at this and say, okay, it's city of LA, so why don't I just go to Santa Monica? Well, Santa Monica has its own rules. Mm-hmm. Similarly, Culver City has its own rules. Um, and then if you look up in Northern California, there's places like Palo Alto, San Francisco that have transfer tax that has been already in excess of what we do here. So I think people will be just sort of shopping around. This is a new consideration. When you're looking to develop something or buy something, do I want to be under the city of LA rules, Culver City to Santa Monica, or do I want to be in Beverly Hills or Newport Beach where they don't have things like this? Got it. Uh, so it'll be interesting. Yeah, thank you for, for bringing that, that up. And are there any other than maybe selling it at a slightly discounted price, right? You've got a property that you think is worth $5.2 million and you just say, you know what, I'm going to list it for $4.99 to avoid the tax. Are there any other strategies people can consider to, to help minimize the tax? Yeah, so, I mean, none that I would feel comfortable today saying, like, I've got the strategy for you. Yeah. A lot of people have had ideas. And yeah. so some of those ideas, because we get these questions from our clients all the time. Like, should I nice. open up an LLC or some other type yeah, of structure? Yeah, like, what if, I, what if I split the parcels and yeah. I sell each one instead of an $8 million sale, I sell two $4 million parcels? Yeah. Well, uh, the spirit of the law is that they want to tax real estate over a certain value. I think the likelihood that you could just split into two parcels and then turn around and sell it right away. Maybe there's a strategy there. We don't know what it is yet. Um, What about breaking it into multiple stages? I'll sell you half the property this year and then half next year. Well, typically with rules like this, if the contemplation is an overall sale over any time frame, right? You look at this as one transaction. And I would imagine the city's going to look at it the same way, which is you're, you're just taking these steps. But really, you want to sell the whole property and avoid the tax. Um, so that's likely not to work. Um, of course, this is new and we'll see. Um, and then, of course, you mentioned 
business entities, first thing people say is, well, what if we just put it in an LLC, right? So our property is in an LLC. We sell the LLC interest. The title doesn't change, right? The city's none the wiser. It doesn't work that way, right? Even now, the old smaller tax, you know, the one and a quarter percent, right? we still had to apply. There's actually a duty to report that you've sold the property. There's a certain amount of money that's been exchanged and you pay the city tax. So that doesn't work either. Um, so uh, not to be all bad news here, but I would say we need to kind of feel this out and um, see if there's any strategies before you go and try to try to avoid this tax. Yeah. And look, there's sometimes strategy that comes out about it, unintended con- consequences. And right now we're talking uh, just on sales. So the sale of a property, if it's over five or ten million dollars, there's this extra tax. Oftentimes our clients, like what's happened with with us recently is, how does this affect them with regards to inheritance or gifting? Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so the key to this law has to do with what they call consideration, which is obviously the transfer of some value for some other value. So it actually is a sale, a a deal of some kind. Mm -hmm. So that would necessarily exclude anything like a gift, which has no consideration, right? This is someone that's just giving you something. That doesn't mean you can on the side sneak, you know, some money or something that's a sale. It's just, you know, against the law to mm-hmm. do it that way. So gifts are fine um, during life, inheritance, right? That's not a transfer for value, right? We're not we're not buying from our parents' estate, for example. We're just inheriting something. Um, so we should be okay there. Similarly, things like spousal transfers, transfers into business entities. So I own a building. I want some asset protection. I want to put it in LLC just because I'm changing title. That's not a sale. So all of those rules that used to apply to the standard documentary transfer tax still apply because this is just an increase on that tax. Yeah. No, thank you for sharing that. Um, It's the rules kind of we get emotional about, you know, real estate or assets and inheritance and taxes and all this stuff. And so it's just important to make sure that we are bifurcating the difference between something like a transfer or a gift versus an actual sale. Um, what are your thoughts? I've got some thoughts about the the, the potential impact on the real estate market. Do you yeah. have any thoughts on, on how that? Because we even talked about one of them, how these costs could potentially get passed on to the seller. Or, right. or the or the future buyer, right? Yeah. Somebody's sitting there saying, hey, I know that if I'm going to sell this property, I'm going to have to pay a larger tax. So I'm just going to sell it for more money than, than I would have. Right. Uh, the concern uh, and among some of my clients would be that in order to make this make sense, develop a property, rent it for some amount of time, sell it, the rents will have to be higher. And so the exact opposite of the purpose of this you know, measure was to sort of help with you know people getting into housing right? Make it more affordable. But the the money has to go somewhere, right? If you're going to charge more money, but you want your profit to stay the same on the business side, it, it's possible, who knows, that it ends up in the rental. And so we're going to have those rents going up, which causes other rents to go up. And so we kind of have this game where you pull one lever and then another thing moves and it's hard to know. Yeah. Um, but I, I do have clients who, who will say, you know, the, the numbers have changed on this, right? If my profit margin is 30%, right? Um, now it's, you know, I'm making 20%. That doesn't make sense anymore unless I charge a little more rent or yeah. something like that, right? Um, or I just go somewhere else. And I think, I think that that's the hardest part that I have with this is the unintended consequences of some of these things that get put into play that are meant to 
help the, the, the problem and then it ends up hurting it, right? So the purpose of this is to raise tax dollars to be able to provide more affordable housing. Right. But what the, the end consequence or result could potentially be is that because of this tax, rents need to actually go up. So housing affordability becomes less expensive in order to, to, to account for this extra tax. Sure. And the cities that need the housing the most yeah. don't have the same amount of development now. Right. And so that would also exacerbate the problem, right? We, we don't want to encourage people not Because there are to people build. that might not want to go to L.A. and, and build because there's this extra tax. They might, like sure. you said, go to Newport Beach or Beverly Hills. Sure, because they're looking not only at the, you know, at the cost, but also just the attractiveness of the investment over time. Many of our clients end up exchanging property yeah. out of California. Maybe they're retiring somewhere. And they're looking at that saying, like, I know this is going to be temporary property for me. I'm going to sell it. Yeah. And, you know, someone's going to have different properties to choose from. Mine has this extra 5% tax tacked on. Yeah. And I, I just, I don't want to eat that. So I'm going to have some of the buyer, maybe, maybe there's a new thing where the buyer pays some, the seller pays some. It just makes it less attractive. Yeah. Um, and so if you're envisioning a sale in the future for your planning or whatever your, your life, you know, is uh, working out to be, it just might not make sense. Yeah, Brian, thank you so much for coming and talking about Measure ULA, the, the measure that's called the Mansion Tax here for LA, um, where it institutes a, 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 an extra tax on sales of real estate above five or $10 million. Yeah, um, in the city of LA. In the city, in the city of LA. Again, it's called the Mansion Tax. Sometimes we think of homes, but I think the, the, the largest area of the real estate market that it affects here in the city of LA is multifamily properties, commercial, retail, or even potentially industrial. And it could it could have the adverse impact of, of higher rents. Potentially. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think that's, that's a pretty good summary. Yeah. Thanks so much, Brian. You're welcome. Thank you for joining us. And we hope this episode has provided you with a roadmap to feel more confident as an investor. To receive notifications for our weekly episodes, email financialcommute at mortonwealth.com. Until next week.